0: Welcome to General Conference Review, the podcast where we provide peanut gallery commentary and sometimes thought-provoking analysis of the semi-annual General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
1: Hosted by a team of experienced and professional individuals.
0: Well, maybe not professional, more like average, like very average and kind of knowledgeable.
1: Our podcast offers an average Joe's insight and reflections on the teachings and doctrines presented during the conference.
0: But we don't stop there. We also encourage our listeners to review the conference talks for themselves in order to gain the fullest understanding and benefit from the messages shared. As a
1: Christian podcast, we strive to to create an engaging and informative experience for listeners of all backgrounds, drawing on the desire to follow the prophets and, and apostles,
0: which offer a unique perspective on the teachings of Jesus Christ. Join us as we explore the latest teachings and messages from the leaders of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and dive deep into the spiritual insights that can be gained from studying the words of the prophets. Hello,
1: and welcome back to General Conference Review. I'm your host, uh, Todd Bruce, and joining me is Kevin Beamer. Hey, Kevin, how are you doing? I'm
0: doing fantastic, Todd. Thanks for introducing me so eloquently.
1: You are a gentlemen and a scholar, and I'm grateful for uh, every chance we have to chat and, ga- and get and gather and get together and discuss these uh, important general conference talks. It's uh, it's always a good time.
0: It is. It is. <laughs> uh,
1: today we are going to discuss the safely gathered home. The talk by Quentin L. Cook on the I want to say Saturday morning. Uh, I believe it was Saturday morning. It's
0: Saturday morning, but if you want to say it, just say it anyways. But it is Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Saturday morning conference so that's
0: uh, Safely Gathered Home by Quentin L. Cook
1: and uh, he it's a, it's a bit of an interesting talk and it's one that you know you could take in a couple of different directions but uh, the, the main points that he kind of drives home is uh, you know look this is the plan of salvation this is the intention our Heavenly Father has for us and how we're going to help everyone to help people to, to recognize um, and reach their true potential uh, and this is what where we are in that plan of salvation and this is the opportunity we have before us to help as many people get there like that's a very baseline absolute cold notes view of what what this talk is going to be uh he so he he starts he goes um heavenly father or our heavenly father's plan for safely gathering his children to our heavenly home is not based on worldly success economic status education race or gender father's plan is based on righteousness, keeping his commandments and and receiving sacred ordinances and honoring the covenants we make. Uh, and again, when I read that, I think of Moses 139. Uh, this is my work and my glory to bring to pass the immortality, eternal life of man. Um, that's the goal. That's the end game, right?
0: Yeah, it seems pretty self-explanatory. Great scripture. I hope you've actually memorized that one because it's pretty short.
1: <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> I hope I got it right I don't know
0: yeah uh your scriptures in the past that's okay that's old scripture (laughs) mastery uh that's why I know that one yeah that it's it's for everyone and uh he's trying to gather all of his children
1: absolutely He, he shares some personal experiences and uh he says our doctrine is clear that there will be a time and a season for all people to receive and to respond to the gospel message uh he adds during the council in heaven in the premortal existence the plan of salvation was discussed and sustained it included certain laws and ordinances of the priesthood instituted before the foundation of the world and predicated upon the gathering it also included the overriding principle of agency so uh this is kind of what we're going to talk about this is where we are uh -hmm. that plan of salvation we're all on earth we have absolute agency is is critical a critical component of this uh but uh people need to be given an opportunity to choose and they need to to not just be like put on the spot hey yes or no you want this it's actually to see the benefits of it and to to have multiple opportunities to accept or reject it um with the the growth of the church and the growth of the missionary program the growth of temples worldwide the growth of uh the, what's the word? Uh, The, the, the side of not philanthropical, the, what is it? Humanitarian services. There Uh, you go. There, I would would get, I'm going to get there, but, um, (laughs) you know, people can start to recognize the fruits of the gospel and the the efforts that the church has made and then people, hopefully, will, will um, judge the, 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 the church on its own merits and not um, basically, what what others have said or what people have said necessarily about it, they'll judge it on an individual level and have that agency to choose. Mm-hmm. Anyway, cool. Sorry, there was a there was a lot download there to basically set the table for this. So um, the rest of the talk, or just about the rest of the talk, we end up talking about the gathering of Israel, and uh, and I don't know about you, Kevin, but when I was a kid, when they talked about the gathering of Israel, I didn't know, I didn't have a clue, it, but mm-hmm. I. I envisioned these northern tribes marching back into Jerusalem and kind of reclaiming it. And mm-hmm. oh, that's not necessarily how that's going to happen. It's definitely um, more uh, a, a, a connection or a, a, a covenant tie with our Heavenly Father than it is uh, necessarily a, a national identity, mm-hmm. this, this, this lost 10 tribes. Um, because really, we've discovered the whole world. Where where else would these, now, these 10 tribes be? They're well, like funny, li- living underground or what, what's
0: going on? Well, funny you should say that, Todd. When I was a young man, you know, late teenage years, maybe early 20s, a member of the church talking about the lost tribes of Israel had said that he thought that they might be in the center of the earth, hidden away until later. You know what? Uh, But, but, so no, I didn't necessarily think that's where they were, but like you, I thought that somewhere there were these hidden tribes that were all of a sudden just busting out flying colors and ribbons and maybe, maybe some lost city of Atlantis (laughs) stuff, right? Like,
1: yeah. Uh, And, and who, and anyway, I just, I didn't know. So now, especially since President Nelson came into the, came, uh, was, was, was called as the prophet. Yeah. uh, i'm getting a better understanding of what this uh gathering of israel is and and you know we'll talk about it's uh he talks about the book of mormon and the, the role it's played in the gathering of israel we'll talk about um why israel was scattered or we had president or uh, not president cook uh elder cook talks about israel being scattered in general mm-hmm. but uh, he adds something here. Where, where is it? He says, uh, "Those who accept the gospel of Jesus Christ, regardless of lineage, become part of gathered Israel." And that's kind of the the, the key. And uh, yeah, is it's it's kind of our our heart. It's how it's it's who we our uh, our personal identifier. How we identify? Are we uh, are we children of God? Are we disciples of Christ? And if those are our key identifiers, then we are part of gathered Israel. Yeah. Then we can wave those flags. We don't have to come from the center of the earth, but we can, we can, uh, we can definitely identify as those things, right?
0: Well, and just there's a footnote to uh, the scripture, guide to the scriptures, Israel, the scattering of Israel from that line that you just read. And it says, our doctrine is clear. The Lord scattered the tribes of Israel because of their rebellion and their unrighteousness. However, the Lord also utilized the scattering of His chosen people among the nations of the world to bless those nations.
1: <clears throat> uh,
0: yeah, so it's this is this is what happened. Uh, what it is, what it is. I also look at that and I think of how often the Lord blesses us when we don't deserve it, <laughs> or He uses, or we we might be in a pickle and we're like, I don't know what to do, and then the Lord's like. I'm going to take over here and, and help make this right.
1: Absolutely. And that, and that actually helps me to, or I, I kind of think back on as a Jacob five, uh, the Lord's vineyard, and they take aspects of the tree and they spread it all over the vineyard. Uh, And some of it brings forth good fruit and some of it grows wild. And so, you know, it gives opportunities to, 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 for the whole world, the whole vineyard to be made better. Um, But it's also going to depend on, you know, the, 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 the tree itself and the fruit itself and what mm-hmm. what it's going to make or decisions it's going to make and, and the servants and how they're going to help the tree to, to dig it and to prune it and to grow it and do all the things. Right. So it's, yeah, yeah. anyway, that, that harkens back to that about the actual scattering, but the, you know, it becomes an essential aspect of the gathering, the gathering is implied in the scattering, but um, Yeah. You know, it, it helps the world be better. There is there's there is a plan. There is intention behind it. It isn't just like a, you know, a thing that, you know, we rolled the dice and that's what we decided to do completely. today.
0: Completely. Well, and now that you've said Jacob 5, I'm like, I should have read Jacob 5 in preparation for this because that would have been a really good context.
1: <laughs> uh, I thought of it because somebody mentioned it as their favorite scripture the other day. And they're like, oh, what's your favorite scripture? And they're like, Jacob 5. We're like, well, yeah, what verse? And they're like, all of it. <laughs> I was like, um, we don't have time read all that today so let's yeah. come up with one verse
0: yeah uh <laughs> so just to continue on you'd started a paragraph and then stop so i'm just going to read that whole oh, yeah. paragraph if you're okay with that absolutely those who accept the gospel of jesus christ regardless of lineage become part of gathered israel that's what you sort of read and then with that gathering and the numerous temples built and announced we're in a unique position to gather israel on both sides of the veil as never before under the father's plan <laughs> And then President Spencer W. W Kimball, speaking of the literal gathering of Israel, stated, Now the gathering of Israel consists of joining the true church and coming to a knowledge of the true God. Any person, therefore, who has accepted the restored gospel and who now seeks to worship the Lord in his own tongue and with the saints in the nations where he lives, has complied with the law of the gathering of Israel and is heir to all of the blessings promised to the saints in these last days. So, no, we're not going to find uh, <laughs> necessarily the lost city of Israel <laughs> somewhere mm-hmm. hidden. Maybe, maybe there's a possibility, but it seems to be that uh, coming to knowledge of the true gospel is, is where the gathering of Israel happens. I did sort of want to talk about temples being built, though, and the exponential increase in what's been happening with mm-hmm. that. Growing up, I remember, I think it was a big deal when we got to like a hundred.
1: Oh, it was it was huge.
0: Yeah. And then uh, where we live, Cartston, Alberta is our closest temple. And that was all throughout our life. And then as I became a little bit or- older, they added one in Spokane, Washington, which is kind of closest to us, uh, similar distance actually. And then they've added one to Calgary, Alberta, Edmonton, Alberta one in the Vancouver area I think it's in Langley uh, and now they have got another announcement in our area the Lethbridge Alberta temple <coughs> which when I look at that I'm like Carson and Lethbridge are like 45 minutes away from each other Calgary's only two hours from Lethbridge there's a lot of temples for that area here in our northern wilderness of canada that we live in
1: <laughs> they're very well served in that area definitely i actually uh you know this is gospel according to todd and, and i haven't i have no inside knowledge but i fully suspect with all these uh historical temples being shut down for renovations i fully expect once that lethbridge temple is up and running they will uh, shut down cardston for a for a full reno that's my guess
0: gotcha
1: just but, like Salt Lake, kind of. Yeah, Salt Lake's got forty-seven temples all around it, so so they're they're already served. But um, yeah. uh, that's my guess. But no, I and Elder Yagi, when he was here, uh, I keep harkening back to him when you you know this state conference we had uh, six or eight months ago, uh, and he said they are driving temples. They have temples. They have a, they have a, a place that they can prefabricate so much of these temples and get them up. Um, uh, and, and when they announced the last temple, I looked at the Helena, Montana one, cause that's being, um, that's an open house right now. And they, I was curious to know when it was announced, when they had the groundbreaking and when, uh, their, the open house was, and it was like 18 months. Wow. Like for a temple to be announced. And that's not saying that's the standard for every place, but no, then, no. If, if they can do that within 18 months, two years, that's amazing. Um, that's really fast and so he was sharing that and he goes and there's nothing uh, and, they, and they said the brethren wants to get everybody uh, to be within like a couple hour drive of the temple mm-hmm. like be have it be reasonable for them to attend and he goes so start praying your stake our stake is huge it's like five hours from end to end and so when we have three different temples that, that like certain sections of our stake go to Calgary and certain sections go to Spokane and certain sections go to Cardston and um, there's no reason why he said, there's no reason why your state couldn't get a temple one day. And I did that blew my mind because it's a small stake. We have a small stake. And I said, I guess if you want to spend that kind of money and, and have a temple that's open two or three days a week, um, <laughs> we can
0: certainly support that. But anyway, uh, the, that's, uh, so can I just hop in there, Todd? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Is you just speak about a small stake. So at our state conference that we just had, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, they sort of did a throwback to the early days of our stake talking about how we went from a district to a stake.
1: Yeah.
0: And that I want to say 1978. So I will <laughs> Our we were, a, we were a district and they had a new state president named president Erickson. Was it Erickson? Yeah.
1: Brian Erickson.
0: Yeah. And he came up as soon as he was called as the district president of steps to become a stake and talking about, we act like a stake, we, uh, you know, do all these things. He had this, like, was like a three to five point plan. And this was shared at our state conference that we just had this, the remnants of this talk that uh, president Erickson had put together mm-hmm. and how within a year, our small area went from being a district to being a stake, and then having, you know, church buildings built throughout all of our branches, uh, which have been most, most have been upgraded to a ward. We had a unit in our state just a couple of weeks ago get upgraded to a ward as well. So, but this was a lot of prayer, fasting work by by these individuals, the forebears of our district, to become a state into to where we are now. We're still, a, we think of ourselves as a small state, we're a big, large area. We've got
1: geographic.
0: Some of our units are like a six hour drive from each other. (laughs) If you go end to end uh, for our boundaries anyways, but just that pushing. So when you're talking about, you know, pray for your state to have a temple, I don't think, you know, 40 years ago that they would have thought that our district would have become a stake so, so quickly and to have the growth that we have now. It's just really interesting how the it, gathering of Israel. We're seeing it personally right now.
1: It's hard to see from the beginning, right? And and you really need that eternal perspective or that end game perspective. Uh, and our and and our even our church leaders, I imagine. Like I I am a leader in in my ward, but um, you know I I I throw things at the wall not throw things. I throw pie at the wall. I throw things at the wall. See what sticks. Mm-hmm. I'm trying different things to see what what we can make. How you know? How are we going to primary to make it effective? How are we going yeah. to weekend men's, young women's, and and uh, and I, I seek inspiration, but at the same time I need to put put in the work um, to 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 show that I'm trying things. And um, I think that our church leaders are no different. So I, I I'm sure they in 1978 thought this 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 area will probably never see a temple, but it's it's certainly within the realm of possibility. I just looked up; like this is at the end of 2021. There were 170 dedicated temples. Right now, there's 315 dedicated uh, temples, or, or dedicated uh, under construction, under renovation, or announced. 315. Yeah, that's a that's 145. That's a difference of 145 that are dedicated and planned, like. Anyway, it's, jumping. it's jumping and, and the, I, there's a graph here that's like, it's just climbing like crazy. And I bet you if you look at our little stake, uh, I bet you the growth there is, has climbed uh, dramatically from where it was. And and anyway, I, the work is moving forward. And that's what mm-hmm. the gathering of Israel is about. is about moving the work forward on this side of the veil, on that side of the veil. It's about doing the things and being the people that we need, that we promised that we would be. Yeah. And help it, helping this, these miracles of these last days come to fruition. I have no doubts that if the 12, 10, lost 10 tribes were living in the center of the earth, that God and Jesus Christ could have made that a possibility. I don't think that's how that's going to happen. However, <laughs> having each of our hearts come unto Christ and become a part of those 10, 10 tribes definitely is, is possible. And we can we can get there and we can help those friends and neighbors that we live with and live around uh to help to recognize and see that as well whether you're in a small stake in the canadian rockies or or in the african savannah you can certainly help move the work forward yeah uh which brings me to uh, russell m nelson's famous quote as soon as you hear it you would be like yep that's russell m nelson uh quote, <laughs> Anytime you do anything that helps anyone on either side of the veil take a step towards making covenants with God and receiving their essential baptismal and temple ordinances, you are helping to gather Israel. It is as simple as that. unquote. Uh, definitely a very highly quoted Russell M. Nelson quote, and uh, and it's because it's it's uses strong language and it, it puts a lot of emphasis on the efforts that each of us individually make. It doesn't need to be grand things it needs to just be what it needs to be
0: mm-hmm. well and so i'm just going to go back for some context if that's okay todd yeah i'm all over the place uh which is uh <laughs> well, that's, that's how we do it here <laughs> that's,
1: that's our ammo we always talk about like i'm not sure we're going to fill the time and then we get on a tangent <laughs> yeah and it just <laughs> our small stake and then then we're just yeah.
0: there uh just for context of why does it matter that Israel's being gathered is sort of my thought. And I just, on the church website, they have this thing. It was in a July, 2019 magazine, but you can find it on church of Jesus Christ.org, And it says 12 facts about the gathering of Israel. And the reason that the gathering of Israel is important is because of the covenant that was originally made with Abraham, which then got passed down through his son, Isaac and to Isaac's sons, Jacob and Jacob, Uh, had his name uh, changed to be called Israel. Then it's his sons that become the, you know, the tribes. And some of them are lost. But the covenant was that he would have numerous posterity. His seed would have the gospel and the priesthood. And all the earth would be blessed through his seed. Uh, This covenant also includes temple ordinances, (laughs) which are pretty important to us. So that's what the covenant was then this was scattered his all these tribes were scattered across the world and now it's being gathered in but the purpose right like the reason that it matters that it's the gathering of israel is because of those ordinances those temple ordinances which we just talked about going all over the place and it's also a prelude to the second coming which is really exciting (laughs) but that's that's what the gathering of Israel is about is there were some covenants that included temple ordinances and things that go along with that and so in our restored gospel we've got those covenants back we've got those ordinances and that's why it's important
1: and that's why that's what it's what binds us all together and what Mm -hmm. binds to to God Uh, and You know, and again, Moses 139, bring to pass the immortality, eternal life of man. This is what gets us there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that quote by President Nelson that you just read literally says those things, taking a step toward making covenants, receiving their essential baptismal and temple ordinances. And he says, you're helping to gather Israel. Well, that's what gathering Israel is. I just wanted to make sure that it was clear as to that quote by President Nelson is what gathering Israel is about.
1: (laughs) It's that's absolutely- why it matters, and and it's. I'm glad you went for the context about why it's so important. I think that's uh, something that gets missed because the the culture and the language we use in in the church. We will throw out these 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 terms, "gathering of Israel." And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah," and then there's this. <laughs> we would better gather Israel. Half, half the people are like, "What what does that mean again?" And what does yeah, that yeah. mean? And like I say, when I was young, I used to have these delusions that this is what that meant, but it's clearly not what it meant. It means bringing people unto uh, Christ and letting them have their agency in making that decision. Yeah, we're going to do everything we can to provide that and uh, to provide gu- to provide guidance, and that's kind of what we talk about this season, especially or since April. We, we, Kevin and I really wanted to focus on the importance of uh, reminding listeners. To, to do the work, to go and like re- read and review these conference talks for yourselves. It's great that Kevin and I are, are doing this and, and sharing thoughts and sharing, um, you know, what we pulled out of it. But everyone needs to like dig into this and not because Quentin L. Cook was some amazing orator who's going to help us to, to be better than we've ever been before. It's because Quentin L. Cook is shining a big spotlight on who we need to focus on, and that is our Savior Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's what all the prophets and apostles, all our general authorities are doing. That's what Kevin and I are doing. We're shining the lights towards these guys. Hey, look at these guys over here, because look who they're pointing to.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Go direct to the source. And then and then we get there. And yeah. and and the the it's just little things that we can do to help other people to recognize uh, to 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 become part of Israel and to help gather those those souls who are trying to figure it out.
0: Well, and just on that tangent, because this is what we do. Uh my the most I ever get from talks or interactions or general conference is when something through study or you know listening and being intent about things pricks something in my mind. I'd say the Holy Ghost has an influence in that as well, but where mm-hmm. I go off and I I take an idea. And I figure out what that looks like in my, I apply that in my personal life as to a change that I could maybe make, maybe a small change, but it's, it's not by memorizing a talk, but it's by taking an idea and inspiration that the Holy Ghost provides and going from there down my own uh, conversion.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, Go ahead.
1: Sorry, you cut out a little bit. I didn't know if you were done talking. No, oh, you're, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> um, no, I I just had the thought that, yeah, it's, it's that, I, I love that inspiration. And I, what I, one thing I do when I go to state conferences and general conferences, I don't write down every note that was said, everything that was said. I write down the thoughts that come into my head. Mm-hmm, completely. And that's the same thing as the temple. When I go to the temple, I don't have a notepad, but like, if I'm in the temple and I'm, sitting there listening about the creation of the world and um, a member of the Word pops into my head. It's probably not for nothing. Gotcha. But I had this conversation with somebody about prayer. And sometimes when I pray, I'll be praying and I'll be, I'll be you know, not doing my rote prayer, but I'll be trying to, like, be mindful. And then somebody will pop into my head and I start praying about that person. And then I'm almost having this conversation with the Spirit about this person and, and and I'm having thoughts in my head about things that I can do to help this individual or I should check on this individual or I should see about this and see about that. And it's kind of, a, it's always been a neat experience every time it happens, but it's, it's just about doing the things and about engaging with that spirit. And it's about writing down and being intentional and putting those plans into action. Because if we have that inspiration, do nothing. Mm-hmm. Then it's just it was kind of a neat little thing. But if we do have that inspiration, we do something, and it and and we follow through with it, um, then miracles can happen. Yeah, completely. Districts can become stakes. Yeah, you know, small stakes can get temples. Uh, well, and
0: that sort of leads to this next quote from uh, that Colonel Cook has. He says. An essential part of this missionary effort is for individual members to become beacon-like examples wherever we live. We cannot be in camouflage. Our Christ-like example of kindness, righteousness, happiness, and so sincere love for all peoples can create not only a guiding beacon light for them, but also an understanding that there is a safe harbor in the ordinances of salvation and exaltation of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. And I would suggest that by following those promptings like you're talking about, Todd, is this is how we do it. This is how we're in our community. This is not, <laughs> we can't be in camouflage. There, And we're not here to baptize the world or have everyone come to church. We're here to become Christ-like. Yeah. So yeah. our goal is to be that guiding beacon light just because of who we're trying to be. Not for someone to, not for anything else. We're not doing this for anything else other than we have a goal at some point to become more Christ like than we are today.
1: hmm And I and I'm concerned that some people will read this and say, I need to put on my jersey and I need to, you know, my Jesus my, my disciple of Jesus Christ jersey and I gotta go run around and serve people and then be in their face about uh, why I do these things. And that's like that's that's the opposite end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. We need to be willing to serve, we need to be able to do the things and we need to be able to, to speak about the happiness that's within us. Yeah. And and live and be who we need to be, but also not hide it. Not not yeah. you know, hide it under a, a, a hide a bushel. bushel yeah. Hide it under a rug or what's, I can't remember the, the analogy now. Parable but uh, anyway, he, he extends an invitation to each of us, which we'll extend. He goes, my specific prayer today is for every child, young man, young woman, family, quorum, Relief Society, and class to review how we individually and collectively accept dramatic counsel to help gather Israel that has been issued by the Lord and our beloved prophet. So that's the, that's the invitation to look at, okay, what is the gathering of Israel? Why does it matter? What can we do today to help? Is it doing some indexing? Is it doing some uh, family history work? Is it going to the temple? Is it going with the youth to the temple to do baptisms? Uh, is it is it inviting friends for dinner or serving friends and neighbors? I don't know. Ministering to, to people around us,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know. Considering this, the the growth of the church, the growth growth of temples, the growth of uh, the the exponential growth that we that, that that is expected with the gathering of Israel. I think there is no um, effort that we can make that will be wasted. Mm-hmm. Everything everything will have an impact. We just need to go and do.
0: Well, and once again, too, is we don't need to do everything all at once. If yeah. you say I've got an hour or I have half an hour this week that I can spend. Amazingly, you could do something such as indexing for half an hour a week and actually be useful. Right. Yeah. Like. Uh-huh. Oftentimes we say I could never do that. I don't have time for that or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But a lot of us do have time. We just don't know where to put that time.
1: Yeah. I I speaking of indexing. Here's a quick tangent. I had a friend show me or talk, tell me about an app that is being uh, produced down in the States. It's not available in Canada, but it basically, it, if you want to do indexing now, you need to like take a, a batch. Yeah many documents and you got to like decipher them all. And it's, you know, it's like a half hour to an hour. Like it's not a yeah. time waster, tie a huge chunk of your day out of there. But um, you know, it's still, it's a little more time prohibitive for some people, but this app will take one word and it'll show you the picture. And you just need to type what that word says. It's like cursive. It'll be like Oklahoma Oh, cool! and it's in cursive. So the artificial intelligence and computers can't read it. So they need you to go and say, what's this word? And you type in Oklahoma and then you hit enter and then it kicks it to the next one. And you can just sit there and like plug away and do as many as you want while you're sitting there. And anyway, I'm still waiting for this app to be made available in Canada. It's oh, cool. developed. If it's not, some some way we can gather Israel is for somebody who knows how to develop apps to make that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I dreamed it and I'm just sharing this with the, with the world now. I yeah. feel Somebody in my bishopric was sharing this with me like six months ago, and I've been kind of waiting for this thing to show up. But uh, gotcha. there's things. There's things that can be done. Uh, it's, and we're only limiting ourselves by by not doing anything.
0: Yeah, small and simple things. And I do testify that by small and simple things, that's what, how everything is. So small and simple things, but just one small and simple thing is good enough for now.
1: It's they're only effective if we do it and uh, anyway i appreciate it thanks kevin i appreciate the uh, the chat i am grateful for the gathering of israel and to be a part of it in these last days i don't i didn't fully appreciate it and i probably still don't fully appreciate uh the the length that the uh that our heavenly father is is taking and helping this world to get there uh and um i'm just going to do my small part in my small part of the world and, and do what i can and uh i'm grateful for with the efforts that those around me have made and i'm grateful for you there kevin i love you buddy love you too Todd. thanks buddy see you later have a good one bye. bye thank you for tuning in to general conference review we hope you've enjoyed our in-depth analysis and commentary on the latest conference talks from leaders of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints
0: if you enjoyed our podcast please consider subscribing and leaving us a review But please remember there is no substitute for your own personal study of the conference talks. We encourage you to read and ponder on these messages and to share your own insights and experiences with loved ones, friends, neighbors, and apply the teachings to help you become a better disciple of Christ.
1: Together we can deepen our understanding and appreciation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you again for joining us on General Conference Review. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you in future episodes.